Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. Oh, Happy New Year. I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, the now yearly, in addition to weekly podcast supported by you, where we are headed into our second straight year and a new decade of discovering the hottest trends and happenings of things that are a thing, whether we discover those things right outside our little mole holes, on the road, in the grocery store, or in our email inboxes. Thanks to you and thanks for joining us. I am so glad to be back. <laughs> Dude, you have been on the road, my friend. I missed the show, uh, but I I did. I went to the other side of the earth to find things for it. That's that's the, yeah, the lengths that I will go. I went all the way to Japan, uh, Tokyo and Osaka, and I got some Japanese things for us. Uh, this oh, week. my God. I am so excited. Those are the best things of all. They really are. I can't say that they will be universal, <laughs> but I can say. <laughs> well, I'm gonna curious. Be a- one of them won't be, but I'm curious if the other one might become universal. Uh, mm, so uh, also, also, we should mark that uh, we are now in a new season. This is now officially, according yeah. to our producer, Rich, season six of It's a Thing. <laughs> For some of you, it may be season two. Sure. But basically, yeah. I mean, for those of you who are new to It's a Thing and just joined us, you should know that we have had several attempts at an ongoing, consistent It's a Thing experience, which we have now, We I believe we have now figured out the secret formula for that, which is you supporting the show via Patreon. Thank you. And that's why we're in season six. Which is really like we've been doing the whole sh- the show again, the return for an entire year. Yes. And that's because of you, y'all out there. It is. Yeah. I mean, you. it really is. Yeah. And producer Rich noted that this incarnation of the show has more episodes than all the other seasons combined. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, wow. Crazy. That's pretty amazing. Yep. I love yep. that. But uh, this thing has been a thing since like 2014. So like, this is why we're so excited to be doing it on the regular now. And that's why I had to go all the way to Japan. Uh, to Oh, my God. I know. Just, like, kill the suspense. Tell us. Fluffy pancakes are everywhere in Japan, especially in Osaka. Uh, but I did see them in Tokyo as well. And when I say fluffy pancakes, I mean very tall pancakes. They're not that big. They're probably like your normal size pancake, not not the big plate size pancake that you get sometimes, but just the, you know, the sort of, I guess maybe a medium size pancake, but they're tall. They're like a couple thumbs tall. And really? you, you get like three of them. They are quite often served with fancy accoutrements. Uh, the, mm. we, we went to a place that served them with like all kinds of Christmas decorations made out of sugar. We didn't get that one because it was too much. Uh, but we did go to a di- another place in Osaka that had uh, had like a more festive winter accoutrement around it. 
So you had like, you know, candied nuts and caramel and, and sprinkles of powdered sugar to make it look like snow. And you would think, okay, this sounds ridiculously filling. How could you possibly eat these? Well, A, you, you split them. We, all, we always ordered one for both of us. But they're so fluffy that you, you don't get full up. You, it's, it's, they're actually huh. less like air. Yeah, there's there's more air in them than pancake. So you're getting all the joy of eating this huge pancake, but you're probably eating less pancake than a normal flapjack. That's crazy. It looks like a biscuit. Yeah, they they do. They they look like like you could pick them up and eat them like a sandwich. I want that. But they're oh, so Oh my goodness. Light. Have we discovered that you can make them in an instant pot? What are you talking Thanks about? Thanks to Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you who are patrons of the show can connect to Discord and you will know that we have a live chat during recording, which is occasionally slightly distracting because what happens is that our loyal listeners live post links to articles about how apparently you can make these giant pa- pancakes oh, in an instant pot, which I am going to go ahead and say is the only real argument I have heard yet for an instant pot. The, Don't at me. I know so, everyone's obsessed. It's not my kind of food. <laughs> they're called, uh, in this article, they're called uh, Japanese-style rice cooker pancakes. That's probably where the shape comes from. Whether they're actually made at the rice cooker at the places I went, I have no idea. But I could see where they would have developed as, as, as something you make in the rice cooker, and which makes perfect sense that you'd make them in an Instant Pot then. Oh, my God. This looks amazing. I want to make giant pancakes. I'm doing that this weekend. I'm getting a dang Instant Pot. God bless America. What am I even going to do with the Instant Pot? Don't get the big Don't one. Don't at You'll me. be tempted to get the big one. Don't get the big one. We got the big one. It's way too big. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, apparently Don't. this person tried to make their Instant Pot pancakes in their the big one and like ran out of milk twice and went through two bottles of syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I just need like a little baby one so I can make biscuit size ones. I wonder if I can make uh, yeah, these in I want my this rice to become a thing. Yeah, I think you can. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Anyway, okay, these, well, these we pancakes were photos everywhere. And I want it to become a thing. Yeah. I put a photo of the menu. Side note, the, uh, the, the place with the crazy Christmas pancakes that we didn't get also offered two kinds of alcoholic beverages with their pancakes. Uh, Heineken Ooh. and Zima. <gasps> really? <laughs> that was it. They had, they had brunch Zima. They had and Zima, Zima. Zima. Was that where like all of the cast off like, Zima it's went? All to die? A pancake shop in Osaka, actually outside of Kyoto. Yeah. <laughs> did you see any White Claw in Japan? Or only I did not Zima? see a single White Claw. And man, they have beverages. The vending machines there, their vending machine game is on point and has been for decades. I did not see a single White Claw the entire time I was there. There were there were some some spritzers on some menus, some of the hipper places. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I did not see a White Claw. Fascinating. Oh my God, I can't believe he says Zima out in the world. Um, wow. Well, I feel like this might be kind of a letdown after after Japanese pancakes, except that part of my inspiration for my thing is that I saw that you went to one of these things. And that thing is light installations. Oh my gosh, so good. Like light installations are everywhere. And I am assuming it is because, I mean, they've been kind of a thing. So by light installations, I mean a big piece of art that is basically a bunch of lights. And you walk through it at night and you take pictures and there might be like 
I don't know, in Oakland, there was one around the holidays that was that also had some steampunk stuff and some other art, but it was mainly like lights. And I went to one on the Central Coast called the Field of Light at this thing called Sensorio. And oh, it's just so cool. literally like a huge art installation. It's actually very cool. You walk through maybe two football fields worth of all of these sort of like standing light blobs and whatever. But I just keep seeing all of these as installations and they are really, truly like the most Instagram friendly activity you can possibly do with like you and your friends and your kids, which I think is why now they must be a thing because you even went to one in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Team Labs is a, is an art community in Japan and they have an installation called Borderless, which is almost entirely projection, not just light, but uh, oh. the, there, there are some of the, some of their exhibits in there uh, have like, like you were talking about the field with, with bulbs uh, with them. It's like hanging led strips that kind of mimic a, a shower of light. Uh, there was a mm-hmm. room just full of floating lantern bulbs, which was really cool. But the majority of the exhibit is just projections and the way they do it is some of the projections are interactive. So you'll see like mm-hmm. an elephant, kind of walking along elephant made of flowers projected on the wall, walking along beside you. And if you turn and get close to it, it might like shy away from you and turn around and walk the other way. Oh, clever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it is all part of the kind of like interactive Mm -hmm. slash super duper Instagram friendly art. I mean, you know, we talked about pop-up museums being a thing, but I do, I think this like the light installation. There were people in line for this. With suitcases so that they could change into their Instagram friendly outfit. Oh, no way. Way. Oh God, Japan is amazing. I just want you to do a whole like things of Japan. Episode. <laughs> I don't uh, want to do any more things. I just want to know more about those things. It was, it was crazy. Uh, the, the other thing that was very Japanese about this place, and I, I mean, no disrespect when I say this because it was a wonderful installation, but they make a point at the beginning uh, and they have all their announcements in Japanese and English, uh, so that, you know, the, the most people, if they speak a second language, are going to speak English. So it's kind of meant as the second accessible language. And they make this big deal about, like, there's no wrong way to go through the exhibit. There's no map. Uh, there's, there's just, just wander. Some of the rooms may be a little harder to find than others, but just explore. You know, it's borderless. But you mm-hmm. get in there and they're, and they're letting people in in groups of 20. So they're not flooding the place, but there's a lot of people inside. And some of the rooms are so popular that they have lines to get in. Wow. And they have uh, people minding the line uh, so that the line doesn't block the way in and out of other spaces. And there's, you know, rules about which line you can, where you can get in the line and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, it's not exactly borderless <laughs> per se. Right. But, uh, but I, all of that said, it was, I'm glad they did because it was very organized and uh, it, it gave you a chance to understand like, okay, do I want to wait an hour in line to get into that room or do I want to explore some more? Um, and, and yeah, it was, uh, it was mind blowing. It was fantastic. Fascinating. I put a gallery of that up on my Instagram uh, and I'll add that. (laughs) Which is exactly what you were supposed to do, my friend. I know. I know. I played the game. Well done. Yeah. Well done. All right, uh, I more. love that you picked this more. though. I, I I I was thinking of this thing as an indoor thing, and the sensorio out in the field that looks amazing. It is pretty awesome, I have to say. And and producer Rich points out in the Discord that uh, it does seem to be like light as an L- a design element is definitely a thing because of LEDs, which is funny because recently I took my son and his friend to IKEA, 
and they spent the whole time looking for LED light strips that they could put up in their rooms, which I think is like now an offshoot of Visco. But they were just, but it's like that is the new decorative thing mm-hmm. for the kids is to be like, I need LED lights right. to put up all around my room. And you're not painting. It's not as hard to redo if you want to change it up, you know. Yeah. LEDs yep. are pretty efficient. So, you know, your footprint isn't huge if you're using them. And they're uh, easy to photograph. Uh, I mean, I think yeah, like, totally. yeah, I can totally see why it would work as a pretty easy, inexpensive mm-hmm. decorative element and also art installation thing. Huh. Huh. Uh, so my other uh, Japanese thing is coffee related. Uh, on a follow-up note, you talked about the single serve coffee and I was so excited that the hotels there Instead of giving you those pods that you put in a crappy coffee maker and then you make really weak coffee, give you single serve grounds and a boiler. So you get a little instant. Really? Yeah. You get a little like hot pot water boiler and then you can make tea with it or you pull out this little single serving grounds thing and it's all sealed oh up. You open it yep. up and it has its own little carriage for the grounds. You, you, it's designed to just sit on the mug. Uh, and then you pour the hot water into it like a pour over and you get pretty decent single serve coffee in your hotel room. Wow. Amazing. I mean, that's the way to do it too. And it's less, it seems like it, could be a little less wasteful than the Keurig things. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess it still is. I mean, you're still, like a I guess you, it's, it's in plastic just paper. And, it's not plastic. So that yeah, that's might true. be a little better. Um, I was at a, a hipster. I was at a hipster coffee shop in Santa Cruz and they had a little five pack, like variety pack of single serve pour over that I took a photo of because I was oh, like, oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, so that's just a follow up. That's not even my thing. Uh, the coffee game right. in Japan on on point as well uh we got latte art of my dog (laughs) there was a place you could go in uh called cafe reissue where you would you would show them a picture on your phone they would take a picture of that picture with their phone and then the latte artist would make that in their latte art for you so i showed them a picture of sawyer the dog they made latte art of sawyer the dog Uh, eileen showed them r2d2 and they're like oh r2d2 uh, they made a 3D R2-D2. They like piled up the foam. So you got his whole domed head. Um, yeah. God, Japan is Japan is so extra. <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> but the coffee thing that really sticks in my head the most is the most popular coffee shop chain there right now is Tully's. What? Yeah. Really? Tully's. Tully's the, kind Tully's? of the also ran where you're like, are there still Tully's anymore? I mean, yeah, Tully's. Tully's coffee is everywhere. Wow. It's in the train stations, in the airport, <laughs> it's on multiple street corners. And it's like got sandwiches yeah. and stuff, not just coffee. Wow. I mean, I just think of that as like, maybe Japan is like leading the 90s revival. I think of it as like a 90s thing. Didn't Keurig... Yeah, Keurig bought Tully's, the brand and wholesale business, in 2009. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they did. I mean, they did. Wow. Huh. See, what That's happens a lot in Japan huge. is they'll buy the rights to use a brand name. And that brand name will survive in ways that seem very odd to us. Right. Uh, for instance, Yahoo is not owned yeah. by Yahoo in Japan and is 
going strong. Uh, it's, really? Yeah. People are using it all the time. There's lots of stuff on Yahoo Japan. Uh, so you see these big billboards for Yahoo and it just makes me giggle. And um, Tower Records. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. There was yeah, a says- big Tower Records in the train station near where we stayed. That was one of our landmarks. It was booming. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. According to Wikipedia... Uh, Tolly is the U.S. chain closed permanently in September 2018, but did have overseas licensing agreements in Japan, where the brand name is used for over 600 Tolly's coffee houses, which since 2006 have been owned by Ito N Inc. Ah, Ito N huh. is, is huge. They're, they're yeah. one of the the vending machine brands. Uh, when you, when you look at the vending machines, they're Ito N or they're Suntory. <laughs> uh, there's a couple others uh, that I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Right. Oh uh, my God. Oh, so Asahi. unlikely. Yeah to become a thing here no probably not i don't know it would be interesting to see one of these japanese brands like make the jump back somehow you know right Uh, right like big and get big enough that people like people are coming to hawaii because there's like a ton of japanese tourism in hawaii and i could imagine them being like um we'd really like tully's can somebody yeah and somebody realizes like oh wait we could we could ito and starts franchising it back yeah yeah like if they could work out a deal, because there's that weird thing we talked about before, but with Kit Kats, uh, Kit Kats are a big thing in Japan because the idea is that uh, you buy a Kit Kat from the region you're visiting in Japan and you take it back to your hometown in Japan and give it as gifts. And each region yeah. has their own flavors of Kit Kats. Um, but Kit Kat is that's the Kit Kat owned by Nestle which owns KitKat everywhere but the U.S. We're the opposite. With We're the weird ones with Kit Kat where we have Kit Kat that's owned by Hershey's. Huh. Yeah, true. No. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Also, I didn't KFC. Know about the regional Since we're, thing. we're talking about the regional, they have KFC. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's way different. <laughs> KFC is like a really, it's not quite a really nice place to eat, but it's like, uh, it's like, especially at Christmas, it may not be this way the rest of the year, but at Christmas, they're like, come get your traditional Christmas dinner at KFC. And it's like pork chops and mashed potatoes and, <laughs> It's like they market themselves as like the true Christmas dinner from KFC. That's amazing. I'm kind of laughing, but I will say that for the last two, we didn't do it this year for the first time, but for the last like three years, we've gotten KFC on Christmas Eve because we do like a um, a global dinner. So global cuisines and everybody mm-hmm. brings a, a thing from a different part of the world. But my brother and my young niece and a little bit my son are kind of picky eaters. So our American contribution is KFC. <laughs> West Bay Stars uh, lives in Japan and is pointing out that Itoen is the best green tea in a bottle. 100% agree with you there. Uh, True. We actually have True. Itoen green tea at my local grocery store here in LA, and it's amazing. Uh, and apparently KFC have Christmas cakes on pre-order. Really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love it. I just love it. I want an all Japan episode. It's so we should, great. We should make an It's a Thing Patreon level where we go to Japan <laughs> and we just do It's a that Thing episodes. That is a great idea. And we just do It's a Thing episodes. Oh, my yeah. God. Because it is such a special, it is such a contained little egg of awesomeness. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, did you happen to see while you were there 
anybody wearing Timberland boots? Yes, I did. No way. Funny that you mentioned this because I used to wear Timberland boots in the 90s and I saw a Japanese 20-something wearing the same boots that I wore in the 90s. That's how I knew they were Timberland. I'm like, those beige boots with the little brown thing at the top are exactly what I used to wear. Yep. They are back. Oh, my gosh. They are a thing. Like, I just have been seeing them everywhere. I think that it is adjacent to a whole thing about how chunky boots are a thing again, which, by the way, so 90s, right? Like, the 90s brought us uh, the return of Doc Martens. It was really inevitable. Timberlands never went entirely away because they're awesome. Yeah, they're just Um, quality boots, totally. But I think they sort of stopped being the like East Coast rapper thing <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. and just became like you just wear them if you're sporty or whatever. And now they're just like now they're the boot to have for the uh, the the 90s revival chunky boot style. And, <sighs> I wish I still and had And this really mine. made me laugh. They even come with a Teddy fleece fold down <laughs> option. <laughs> what? Ah, crossover. <laughs> you're kidding me. Nope. So it's this hilarious. is not a, just a Japan thing. This is this is a world thing. Oh yeah, this is a world thing. I was yeah. just wondering. I was like, is so? Is it a global thing? Yeah, apparently it, a, it is. That's hilarious. Oh my god. I mean, I will say, it completely worked on me, and that is what I asked for for Christmas from my gentleman friend. And he Where does it for me? <laughs> did you get them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I got them hilariously at uh like a shoe store that specializes in vintage shoes like uh-huh. it had all these kids and like pumas <laughs> and yeah just basically i'm like where, how where do, are timberlands like a vintage shoe where do uggs fit into this i mean i think uggs never went away they're still around <laughs> right i mean i have those too but uggs kind of um migrated they morphed a little bit all right because they started making all kinds of other shoes. So yeah, they I haven't mean, quite hit the comeback. Over. Maybe it's all just like yeah, yeah. Crocs and Timberlands. We're now. in the Ugg fallow period. It'll be another 10 years before Uggs come back. I think so. And then I they mean, will roar back with the vengeance. When I say come back, it's like Timberland. They haven't gone away. They're just not right. like a huge thing anymore. Like they just were. start looking now. Just start looking around right. and you are going to see all of these like cute millennial girls and, and one old lady, me. In, <laughs> wearing their Timberlands. In like leggings and Timberlands. Uh, with a scrunchie on their wrist. With a scrunchie on their wrist. It's a thing. All right, let's get to the feedback. Uh, we had so much good feedback. Thank you so much for, for pouring it in uh, over the break. And uh, we'll start with Doug, uh, who thinks that It's a Thing is worth his time. Was thinking about your recent show where you talked about the playback speeds you use for podcasts. I subscribe to 33 podcasts, including two dailies, so I have a lot of material to get through on my drives. Downcast lets me set individual playback speeds on each show, and I generally use between 1.5 and 2.25 needed for the plodding conversations from UK shows, he says. Uh <laughs> What was interesting like, for me, I resemble that remark. Uh, Doug says, what was interesting for me was that it highlighted the fact that there are a few shows I listen to at one X, no speeding up because the show isn't just data. It is also a community experience such as it's a thing. 
Oh, maybe your new catchphrase buddy. might be, I like it so much. I listen at normal speed. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a thing. The show you like so much, you listen at normal speed. That's amazing. Uh, and then uh, things we can't unsee news. Yeah, Stuart sent in Visco watch bands. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have that photo at our website. It's a thing dot me because, oh, my God, it's just it's a scrunchy watch band, right? A scrunchy watch band attached to an Apple Watch, of course, because oh, well, of the course. kids, they do love the Apple Watches. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, Fordo, yay! Who, for welcome to 2020, everyone. The show is real. Fordo is in the chat room. We've, we've finally made it. We're complete now. Uh, Thank you. We're complete. We are complete. Uh, Rodin said, have you already talked about llamas? <laughs> no. And I can't remember. I thought we did. Maybe did Christmas we? llamas? Oh, I don't know. I'm but dude, Oh, I bought, we like, did. You're right. We talked about Christmas llamas. Hmm. We did. And I will say I validate this because llamas are indeed having a moment and a big one. She said there was a a friend sent an article about how llamas are a thing this summer after they saw a a guy on a unicycle dressed as a llama (laughs) in Central Park. She said, because hashtag New York. Right. She said, I had two llamas at my door on Halloween. And uh, then her friend sent this article and it basically was like llamas are having a moment, a big one. And they're just the latest creature to make their way from the barnyard to children's tales to mass market accessories. I think that we, because we were talking about sloths being a thing, yeah, and I think that's right. how we got to llamas. Yeah. But yeah, I, I bought my sister-in-law like a little um, at Urban Outfitters, which is the epicenter of thing, by the way, mm. uh, yeah, like really a little is. llama. Uh, it's like you hug it and you, you warm it up. You heat it up in the microwave and then you can snuggle it and it smells like lavender. Wow. But I could not believe how much la- how much llama stuff there was. I'm gonna have to remember that next time I'm I'm uh, running dry on it's a thing stuff. I'll just go to Urban Outfitters, dude. It. I mean, and also I'm just saying that a lot of you said that Bob Ross has always been a thing and never went away and whatever. Mm-mm. Go to Urban Outfitters and look at how many Bob Ross things there are, and you will see that that it's a thing thing, not just like Bob Ross has always been awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, socks seems to have resonated with a lot of people. I I don't know how many socks tweets I got over the holiday break. And Pete (laughs) commented on our Patreon as a person whose main job is a bartender server and walks an average of 35 miles a week. Bomba's socks are the only socks I wear a bit pricier than regular socks, but so comfortable. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I know the socks thing definitely hit hard. John wrote in on face mints (laughs) and said, and by the way, said he's been uh, following us since the BOL days and oh. never thought we'd still be working together after all these years. Aww. Um, and he says, as a French man living in Paris, I had the pleasure of attending my first ever Thanksgiving dinner a few weeks ago, hosted by an American friend. As our hostess brought us after eight chocolate mints at the end of the gargantuan feast, one of the guests, an Australian lady, multiculturalism for the win, showed us. How these are supposed to be eaten. What? She placed the tiny chocolate square on her forehead and then twitched and moved her face until it fell into her mouth (laughs) without using her hands. (laughs) None, he writes, of us French and American people had ever heard of that. And we spent the rest of the evening trying it. Faux seizures and all. You can just feel the thing (laughs) as the chocolate moves down your face, leaving a yummy trail. He said people have been doing it on YouTube for years. And it's a thing. That's so Australian. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! I love the show. Yeah, I love the show. Face I love mints. the emails. You guys are brilliant. Basements. Ah, oh, it's so good to be back. Incredible, incredible. It Thank really you. is. Thank you for letting us come back, everyone. 
Thank you. Thanks for supporting the show and making sure that we just hustled right back here home from vacay to hit the, it's a thing. Uh, the incomparable the Jake best. Woods, the inimitable Louis St. Amour, and the peerless Mike Akins all get shout-outs because they support us at a particular level that gets them the extra special shout-out to thank them for their support. Shout-outs. Thank you uh, for listening to It's a Thing. If you would like to become a member, shout-out level or no, you can get access to our cool stuff like our Discord and an ad-free RSS feed. All of that at patreon.com slash it's a thing you can also email us your things uh feedback at it's a thing dot me happy new year we'll talk to you next time i don't need no man speaking lies okay i have two new obsessions that i need to share with you Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.